Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by Millions James, the exploding unicorn, Breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by Millions, Steve Dosh, Rinko Levers. Hey everybody, welcome back to another This Is Not Friday episode of Wrong and Wronger. I am Steve, waiting patiently on this end of Levis. He is... Beefcake Brutus Breakwell, coming back from pumping iron at the gym. And James, how's that physique feeling to you right now? I had to skip the crucial Smith machine exercises, so my hamstrings and glutes <laughs> have sacrificed themselves for you. When I, The next time I'm walking outside and somebody points at me and says, it looks like that man doesn't have a butt, it's going to be because of you, Steve, and that one's going to hurt. <laughs> Wow, I have way too many things to say. It actually has put me into vapor lock here. But I do like how you have, in a very touching way, named your machines. You've got the Smith machine, the Jones machine, the Johnson machine. Is there a Breakwell machine somewhere in that gym? The Breakwell machine is any machine that breaks my will to live, which is pretty much all of them. I am, <laughs> I am not built for lifting weights. I have, I have been going there since 2019. At this point, you still cannot tell that I have ever worked out a day in my life. <laughs> but it, I thrive in futility with no sign of progress, which is why I keep coming back here. I just like beating my head against a wall, and that is why you will always be my comfort spot. Well, in honor of last week being Groundhog's Day, I have worn exactly the same thing today to confuse the viewers into thinking, is this the episode where Steve is miserable and things at the ranch are going wrong? Or is this the episode where <laughs> Steve continues to be miserable and things on the ranch keep going wrong? So I, I've got a little little Groundhog's Day working here, James. You know, I, I did the same thing because any, any workout or any episode we record where I've either just been to the gym or I'm about to go to the gym, I'm wearing a gray hoodie. And uh, then when I look back through the video <laughs> files to edit them, I can't tell what day it is. So today, over the gray hoodie, I have, I have cleverly hidden it under my Ooh. Colts jacket. Although you can still see the hood on the outside, so my ruse has yeah. failed, especially since I just pointed it out. Uh, also, as I said I was ready and you started counting us down, I realized my microphone was still in the up position. So we nearly recorded an entire episode with the microphone out of reach. But we didn't. I realized it in the nick of time so it would capture my every word. So, man, we are really, we are really on a razor's edge today. But yet here we are at the wrong time on the wrong day at the last minute making it happen. <sighs> well, and we do it all for the fan. That's right. I did want to mention Judy P. This is uh, the empty wrapper of the candy bar. She, uh, this is the very last one of these. She knows I can't find these in the United States, and so every Christmas Judy P. sends me like, uh, like a shipping container full of these, which usually lasts till about a couple days after Christmas. Because I've been so busy, I've been forgetting to eat these in the morning, but I ate one today, I've got one left. And uh, thank you, Judy P. You gave me something to do during my brief, uh, or James's brief hiatus. And it was brief. <laughs> Breakwell said he was going to be late, and it was only 30 seconds, so I had to wolf this thing down. But uh, Cookie Crisp candy bars, my favorite from Nestle. Are they Cookie Crisp or are they Coffee Crisp? Oh, hell's bells, they are Coffee Crisp. Because you are correct. She also sends them to me because no, I figured no! out. 
I figured out what her, your, her package to you is just the leftovers of whatever she can't fit in my package. So you got the coffee crisps, Why? which I can live on. My children can Why? live on them. Yeah, we just, man, I, I ate like six of those the first night they came in. Also, you got hot sauce. You don't even eat hot sauce. You put, you put A1 on steak. You have no functioning taste buds. I'm the hot sauce guy. You got the exact same hot sauce I did. She bought two, and she's like, these won't all what? fit in Breakable's package. I will give Steve <laughs> some pity hot sauce. So every time you use that hot sauce, I hope you think of me. You know, I rarely use the word crestfallen. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell you how much my spirit just broke when you said that. And first of all, the temerity of you, Breakwell, to say I don't need hot sauce. I got a little something for you. A client of mine gave me a baggie of ghost pepper seeds. Do you ever grow your own peppers? Because I'm going to try growing the ghosters this year. Are you interested? Because I can mail you some of them. I am not interested. So, but actually, yeah, the newsletter I wrote this week is about how my daughter is the one who grows stuff, not me. But also, ghost peppers are a scam. Like I, You can't even taste it. It just tastes like pain. As a hot sauce connoisseur, I like my hot sauce... <laughs> Medium to, you know, hot to medium, but not scorching with a little bit of garlic, buttery undertones, maybe a bit of bourbon flavor. That's that's the ideal hot sauce. People who go to just burn off their taste buds, they act like they like hot sauce, but they don't. You're like you're like the people who go and pay sixteen dollars for a cup of coffee. Like you don't you don't even know what you want. You're just you're paying for the cup at that point. You have made a mistake and it makes me sad. And Judy P wasted the good hot sauce on you. First of all, I bring bottles of Judy's hot sauce to the diner with me when we go to eat breakfast every Saturday and Sunday because I love it too. Second of all, my favorite hot sauce is sriracha because I love the flavor. But number three, I do like a little heat in my stuff. Probably shouldn't quote me out of context with that one. However, <laughs> the same client gave me a bottle of homemade hot sauce. That uh, It's the kind where if you make a pot of chili, you put like a couple drops of this stuff in because it'll heat the entire pot. It's really hot, and he's the one that gave me the ghost pepper seeds, so I'm very excited about the prospect of ranching peppers on the ranch. So I listened to a podcast the other day, a real podcast with actual listeners that conveys actual information. I think, <laughs> I think it was the economics of everyday thing. Let, the things, let me just plug it like somehow our one listener is going to go over there too, and that podcast <laughs> is going to be so grateful for the burst of traffic. Uh, but they, they talked about uh, the reason that those super hot chilies are getting popular, and it's because... Like, uh, you know, Frank's Red Hot and all these things, these milder hot sauces just need a little bit of heat. And so what they do is they make the hottest thing known to man with all the capsaicin in it, and then they dilute it. So you can take, you might need, you know, 100 pounds of habaneros to make all this Frank's Red Hot, or you can use one pound of ghost peppers and mash it up and dilute it. And that's what it is. They're, they've grown just insanely hot peppers. There's new record setters every year, and they just they just mash them up into paste and put a little tiny drop in everything else, and that's what it becomes. And then and then for a few people who think they're extreme, then they leave it all together and put it in a bottle, and then those people die. And those people, Steve, are you. <laughs> there was an episode of Dirty Jobs where Mike Rowe went to the farm of the guy who started... I think it was Carolina Reapers. Ooh. And uh, 
he had a challenge where uh, he wanted Mike Rowe to eat one of these things, and he said that Mike Rowe wouldn't do it, but one of his cameramen did it. Oh. And the cameraman, I think he got hiccups. Like uh, this guy said, you're going to get hiccups. Don't touch your face. Uh, basically, don't touch your junk after you eat this thing. And uh, the guy, I think he had to vomit. Like he was laying on the floor and tears were coming out of his eyes. And he was a guy that eats a lot of hot stuff. So when you say new records are set every year, I don't doubt that. And I do hearken us back to our wrong and wronger when we used to do penalty videos. <laughs> One of the first ones ever was where I had to eat the super hot wings at Buffalo Wild Wings. And uh, you were outraged, James. You were incensed at my tactic for eating those super hot buffalo wings. Didn't you cover them in ice cream? Yes! yes <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't even taste it. It just slid right by your tongue. <laughs> I peeled all the meat off the... And uh, our waitress was cool. She wanted to be part of the show, so she was standing there by the table. And I peeled all the meat off, put them into a little cup, and had her run soft-serve ice cream over the top of it, mixed the whole thing up, and ate it. It was glorious. <laughs> what did that taste like? It tasted like misery the next day, because I went... I, I don't know if I shared this part of it. I went on the road the next day. Oh, no. And I was in a hotel. I was in a hotel room. I think I was in upstate New York. I can't remember, though. Maybe I'm mixing this up because Buffalo is in Buffalo Wild Wings. But the point is, I had diarrhea so bad the next day, like the entire day. Those that whatever that pepper was, it chewed me up on the inside. And I, I was probably too embarrassed to tell you, Breakwell, because I didn't want you to feel victory. I wanted you to feel the sting of defeat that my ice cream tactic took away any of your pleasure. I, uh, I have very mixed feelings now. On the one hand, I don't want to hear anything about this. And on the other hand, I want to hear everything about it because I'm learning years later about my greatest victory. Okay, so as you did this, would you rate that? Did they hurt worse on the way in or the way out? Oh, great. Well, it was like I sat on a flamethrower. And it's not the cheek part of your butt that suffers. I, okay, so we, we, a, lot, a million years ago when I had fewer kids, I used to go to Buffalo Wild Wings, the UFC fights, back when I was young enough to sit in a bar stool for three hours and stay up that late. <laughs> And uh, yeah. one time my brother came with me. Uh, he was in from out of town. And we, or, you know, I ordered my usual hot wings there, which are pretty hot. The hot at Buffalo Wild Wings are fairly hot. It's, about, it's probably a little bit too hot for my comfort, yeah. honestly. But there were blazing. And my brother, like me, is an all-or-nothing person, but even to more of an extreme. Imagine me with the social skills turned down and the extremeness oh. turned up. That's him, just a, a less regulated James Breakwell. That's this guy. And so he was the Terminator. All right. <laughs> obviously, since there existed a hotter wing, he had to eat the hotter wing. I don't, I, I don't know why I had leverage over him. I must have paid for it or something. I told him, I'll order these for you. But you have to eat them all. That's the rule. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, did, right. he ate them. He ate them. And I think he didn't finish them. So the next morning we made him finish them for breakfast. And uh, <laughs> this is this. He was in the college age range, so he still thought challenges were a good idea. Anyway, I remember when he woke up that morning, he had to go to the bathroom, and we said, "How was it?" And he goes. I just want to take a bath. And I said a real name. Now I have to go back and cut out this whole thing. I ruined the climax of the story. Oh. Oh. I am the worst person ever to live. 
let it be noted there. It's uh, okay. Well, uh, eleven twenty, right around there. Yeah. Where do you think I was in the story that I could double back? <laughs> I'm gonna do one cut. Uh, I'm gonna cut out this whole section. Uh, I just start the story over. Okay. Okay. Well, that way you don't have to worry about it. Oh, I don't know if we can recreate I, magic. I, <laughs> you know what? I Maybe we just stop you. I didn't know. If- was his real name or not? Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. And I, I was going to say, maybe we just keep going and I blur it out, but now you said it again. Now I have to listen to like two minutes. You know what? <laughs> you know what? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yeah. We're just going to roll this. I'm going to go through. I'm going to find those two instances, and I'm going to blur out half a second each time. <laughs> it's going to be so precise. People are going to be like, why would you even bother? Because it clearly, I mean, like based on the length, like it's going to, you know what? They're going to be able to tell the length of the name. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put out like, a block, like an eight-second block, so they think it's that name. It's just going to go, me talking, blank, me continuing, eight-second gap. Be like, man, that kid has the <laughs> longest name in the history of the world. What's it, even, what's it even matter at this point, man? I got nothing to hide from. This, this thing isn't going anywhere. Nothing in real life is going anywhere. We're, I'm at dead ends everywhere, man. I should just post my real address and social security number and be done with it. What is? Who am I fooling, Steve? Who? You are in a depressive tailspin. Oh, man. That is... <laughs> That was that. Uh, yeah, anyway, that was, uh, man, one word, one word derailed this whole podcast, and then you repeated it, and man, we're just, uh, that is us. That is us in a nutshell. Right on the cusp of greatness, right there. And then, then one hot bath later, here we are. <laughs> anyway, the, the I point. I thought you were going to cut that part out. That's why I used the name again. Ah, uh, it's all right now. I say, you know what? The, the, the real punishment here is for me. This is going to teach me a lesson because I have to go back and listen to our own podcast <laughs> to figure out what the heck happened. And uh, that is that is just torture. Like I, I give all the props in the world to the people who suffer through this every week. Good on you because I I can't do it. There are podcasts out there that have professional editing. And, man, you know, when we talk over each other and we flub our words, that all be edited out. No, this is real. This is live. This is stream of consciousness. This is everything wrong with us. And this is why our listener count will never climb above two. You know, we are dangerously close to the 300th episode. And in 300 episodes, there have been moments where you've said one of your kids' names by accident or your wife's name by accident. And so there have been. This is not unprecedented where you've had to go back and actually listen to what we say. So uh, don't be so hard on yourself, James. I just, man, that's that's like 10 minutes of my life I'm never going to get back. It's just like a penalty. Like when you see the flashing <laughs> lights in your rearview mirror and there's no going back, you made the mistake, you got to pay the penalty. That's that's where I am now. Much like you when you lost every single poll ever and realized you had to eat those blazing <laughs> hot wings. That is how I'm feeling now. And I'm just pondering the spicy diarrhea in my future. That is my current emotional state. <laughs> I'm pondering the spicy diarrhea in my future. Uh, I think I actually had a fortune teller use that line. (laughs) (laughs) It's just that you get to a certain age, though, where you don't fall for that. So that was like, you know, that was... I was out just out of college. My unnamed brother was still in college. And, you know, it was one of those things like, you think you can you think you can chug this many beers in this amount of time? Like, we were still in that challenge age. We still had to prove ourselves, but we were no longer in shape, so we couldn't prove each other athletically. We couldn't prove ourselves academically. We could only prove ourselves by hurting ourselves, which is like the foundation of the Jackass TV series. It makes it the only true reality TV. So he was still at the age where you could say, do you want to do this painful thing? And he said, yes, of course I'll do this painful thing. 
thing. Like now, you offer me those blazing wings, and I would just say no. You'd be like, well, you're a coward. I'd be like, yes, and I would just move on with my life. I wouldn't even offend me. And I don't know if it's because I've matured or if it's just because I think so little of myself now and have no pride in myself and what I do, but there's no way I would eat those blazing wings. There's no way I would eat that reaper because I am aware, I am old, I am frail, and I know there are consequences to what I put in my body, and I don't want to swallow a bomb. Was your story at its end when you said he wanted to take a bath, or was there more that walked us out in a glorious denouement? Are you questioning the climax of that story now? It was just, it was just a 22-year-old man lamenting his life choices when asked, without explicitly saying he had fiery diarrhea. He said, I wanted to take a bath. It was just a little bit of mystery, a little bit of subtlety, but I'm glad you stomped that out. And, uh, okay, that, that's good. That, that is also us in a nutshell. This is the most us podcast we've ever done. It is everything that makes us terrible all in one spot. This, you know, sometimes we talk about the behind-the-scenes stuff. People actually get a taste today of just how things go in reality. And I've, I've got to have, like, a wellness check on Breakwell at the Breakwell house today to make sure by this afternoon he has recovered from this. We had an entire production meeting in the middle of this episode, and that is about as production-y as we ever get. And I was right on the cusp. I almost, I almost cut that whole section. But if I did, that would be more editing than I have ever done in my entire life. Oh, Outs- so that's what this is about. Outside of the few times where you're, you're recording, like, cut off halfway through, and I had to splice yeah. together two segments, and yeah. that... That was torture. I had to line up things twice, Steve. I don't, I don't think you realize the technical sacrifices I make to do this podcast. Like, you think it's bad hearing <laughs> me once. You should have... I am forced to listen to you and me for a second time. Both of us. Yeah, I, I should wow. get compensation. Well, not only do you do the editing, but then you also upload it and manage the YouTube channel. So you're like producer and talent and, I suppose, writer all at the same time. You need to draw three paychecks instead of just one. I am going to split those zero dollars three ways into three separate bank accounts so I can watch them all not grow at the same time. That that would also be very us. Man, that was... uh, I I guess the moral of the story is... I'm past yeah. my blazing hot wings stage. I don't think you are. Like you, you were in your fifties uh, when you ate those. I don't think. I think you've got Peter Pan syndrome. I don't think you ever grow up, and I think that's why we get along so well. And I think if push came to shove, if you and I were out in public and there were blazing wings, I think without too much prompting, I could go to you into eating them. Ah, uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I will bet that's true. (laughs) (laughs) Now, the fact that you would be, like, staunchly denying that you would eat them might sway me the other direction. Like, uh, if I would eat five and you would eat one, I might be more amenable to the situation. Mm. But I know that uh, when you stand on principle... For example, you make up pseudonyms for everybody that you will never crack. <laughs> never. That you will never. <laughs> I uh, I had to change one of the so so the pseudonym so so my wife I I say Lola and then our yeah. friends who come over for board game night so they're the human beings I see the most so they pop up in the most stories <laughs> I named her yeah. Lila it didn't even occur to me that oh. Lila and Lola are almost the same name and I did this for like a year. 
and until enough people pointed it out, and I was like, this makes no sense. This is causing problems. I got to change it. And I changed it. And there was somebody upset with me that I changed it. Like, I can't, I just, I can't make everybody happy. I made a mistake. I got to move on. Kind of like, man, last night, last night for Halo Night, I, it was a good night. We had a, re- a record number or a recent record. We had nine people on. I had three of my four children on there playing with us. Of course, my teenager refused, but the other ones were there. My buddy in Wisconsin oh, was on. Delilah, who used to be Lola, was on, or Lila was on. My wife, of course, was yeah. not on. She refused. Um, but and we had a good crew. And of course, you know, my kids. So we're playing, and I'm picking something that makes 90% of people happy. And then one kid has a meltdown. They want to play a setting that everybody hates, nobody else wants to play, and that also the last time we did it made my children cry. <laughs> it's like, no, we're not going to do the setting that makes you cry. And then by refusing to do that, I made her cry. And that is, I feel wow. like, the kind of hard choice that defines both parenting and this podcast. So you would hurt my, I would go to you into eating the blazing wings and you would do it. And then you would call me a coward. And then I would refuse not out of principle, but out of lived life experience as somebody who more or less lived on the toilet for half of a year with C. diff. Like I am very cognizant of what I eat and the consequences it will have. And after that experience, you could call me any name in the book and I would not ingest those blazing wings because I understand now that my digestion digestive system is a very delicate ecosystem and I cannot dishonor the person in Minnesota who pooped in a jar and had their poop distilled down for the bacteria into pills so I could swallow them and save my life. I can't dishonor them by dissolving it with Carolina Reaper juice on those blazing wings. Boy, when you put it in such a lovely way as that, James, (laughs) I really do understand. I I feel like I followed you on a journey of discovery (laughs) through your insides. (laughs) I will now still... what? Oh, go ahead, go uh, ahead. Pray tell, what was the reason that Lila popped into your head for your buddy's wife? I just, I don't know, man. I just make up stupid names. Okay, I'll, I'll give you a behind-the-scenes thing. So I did not stick with this for the early names. This doesn't work for my kids. It doesn't work for my wife. But for other people, generally, I try to pick a fake name that has the same letter as the real name. Like, I try to line that up to make it easier to remember, but there aren't that many names, Steve. There just aren't. And so the system breaks down and things go. And so I think I was trying to probably line up a letter, and I just, I messed it up, and everything went wrong. (laughs) And I've got a spreadsheet now with everybody's names, but I don't always remember to check it. I've got I've got one brother who I think has three or four different names, so people think I have like 16 more brothers than I do because I keep changing it. Because every time I write about him, I'm like, this kid has never done anything worthwhile in his life. I've never written about this person before. But I say that like once a year, so there's like an annual newsletter about him each time with a completely different name. Well, thank God you've now organized yourself into a spreadsheet break. Well, that your fantasy world, this is like J.R.R. Tolkien. That uh, you've got to keep Middle Earth straight because there's so many characters and so many subplots that uh, you can't just do it out of memory. And frankly, you're no spring chicken anymore. You have to be a truly epic liar to need a spreadsheet to keep track of your lies. And that's the point I'm at in my life. It's just a matrix of distruth spread to every corner of the earth. And occasionally I blurt out a real name, which I use so many fake names. Who would even know? Who would who would know except the fact that we completely derailed the podcast over it? And now there is a suspicious blank spot in the middle of this where the YouTube users are going to be they're going to be clicking wondering what happened 
on their screen, and the audio listeners are going to be jumping ahead two minutes to figure out if the, the recording broke, which is totally plausible. I mean, I almost didn't even pull down my microphone for this. There was a chance we would have missed all of this, and I wouldn't have had to have gone back and edited anything, so we'd have to redo the whole podcast. So there were, there were many branching possibilities at the start of this, and this is the one we landed at, the one that ends with me hating myself and also having to go back and do a few minutes worth of editing. Well, at least that makes two of us, and not the editing part. <laughs> Surely you mean you hate yourself and not me, because I am lovable, and only only I, with my self-deprecation, can hate me. I am beloved by all, and by all, I mean the occasional person who, you know, accidentally clicks on this podcast. Yeah, and joins Judy P. Yeah, yeah. And, who, uh, she's probably going to stop you, listening now that we know, that she, we know the gig's up, that she just gives you... She's probably... Oh. She's probably just going to follow me on Twitter and my newsletter and just stop listening to you altogether because, you know what, she's, she pretended for a while so as not to hurt your feelings, but now that the truth is out, like, why, why bother keeping up the facade? Well, <clears throat> she still loves me more, and she said so in that Christmas card that I read aloud <laughs> when I opened it a few weeks ago. Totally, but, totally uh, and We don't even know, is Judy P. her real name, or are we just making that up to follow her Twitter pseudonym? You'll never Ooh. know. We'll, only Breakwell's <laughs> spreadsheet will ever know the truth. Although I have said everyone in town who follows me thinks Mrs. Steve's name is Mrs. Steve. And then once in a while, someone will kind of pull her aside and I'll hear them whisper to her, what is your real name? Oh, yeah, don't be so giving, she, you give me a hard time about pseudonyms. You do the same thing for your wife. You didn't even make up a name. You didn't even make up a name. You just gave her your name, which is the ultimate insult. So I, I am vindicated. I didn't do that. You didn't Somebody do that. Somebody on Twitter did that, and Mrs. Steve liked it. And so she told me that's how she wants to be known from now on. And I argued. I said, I've got to make up some nonsensical name that nobody would ever name their kid, like uh, Lola, for example. <laughs> but uh, no, she wasn't down with that. She wanted to be Mrs. Steve. Well, I have had to go through and edit out her real name a time or two before, so this transgression <laughs> is not unprecedented. <laughs> yes, you have. All right, get us well, out of here. I believe, <laughs> speak, I'll do one more. The, uh, speaking of the editing process, I said the name of the country music star that we live next door to once that I try to keep under wraps or people will know where I live, and you've had to go back and edit that one out for me, too. At least once, possibly more than that. Your privacy line is weird to me because you do this under your real name. You got a new, better job under your real name, like that you pay taxes under. I'm, I'm sure anybody who wanted to locate everything about your life could easily find you, but you just, you're just out there not getting murdered, so I can't explain it. You, you make bad <laughs> life choices, you eat poison, you still live, you, you befriend strangers on the internet, nobody kills you. You, you have lived a charm existence, and I don't know what's going to happen when you're left. Well, if this podcast ends abruptly again, people will certainly have a pretty good idea of what just happened. But until then, we are still here, still not recording every Friday like we swore we were going to do. And until next Friday, when the studios will be vacant and we'll be waiting until Saturday to record, this is Steve Ali. This is Dr. Steve for James. Nobody knows his real name, probably not even him at this point. Breakwell saying thanks for watching, thanks for listening. Don't share your real name with strangers on the internet. And until we meet again, remember. Remember, two wrongs can make a right.